Howdy y'all, this is your main man Joe, back at it again with another programming note, and by again I mean I think for the first time, I just wanted to apologize for this video, and by video I mean podcast, coming out about a week late, uh, stuff got busy, I wish I had a better excuse. Um, but what that means is that we're going to be getting a double episode this week. So you can expect the next episode of Tad Strange, uh, covering Season 2, Episode 11, uh, to come out on July 30th of 2020. So you get a little double Tad Strange action, and then next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming, releasing every Tuesday, usually. Anyways, uh, love you, bye, enjoy the show. There's mansions, there's mysteries, there's mystery twins. Welcome to the Northwest Manor Mystery. Presented by Tad Strange, a Gravity Falls podcast. Scooby Doo, Hornswoggle, <laughs> my goat knees. Welcome <laughs> to episode oh uh, 210. He did it's it. A, it's a prime number. That's not true. Um, Northwest Mansion, sorry for clapping. Northwest Mansion <laughs> Mystery. Um, alternatively titled Northwest Mansion Noir. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have, um, I don't have like a cool fun intro or like a, a thing to riff on for a while. I really like this episode. This is it, like rating straight off the bat, a plus, a plus, plus, plus. I, this, I really like this episode. It's has a completely different feel than other ones, but mm-hmm. I really, really like this episode. No back-to-back jokes throughout the whole thing. F minus minus. Mm. I I kid. But if there was mm. one thing, it is a very different episode. It didn't have the same kind of uh, jokes that kind of roll into one another and continue throughout a segment, whether you're transitioning yeah. from one scene to another. Um, but the first a, episode a with plus. a shortened intro. Which is threw it? Me off. It is. This is the first episode to air with a shortened intro. Is huh. it? It's, it's, it's in the facts. Yeah, where they cut off. No, they know. do cut off some of the. I have some alternative no, facts. This is, this oh. is the official shortened intro. It was the first one to air like this. They actually cut this episode. They cut the intro for this episode. And they cut a scene with Seuss out of the episode. Oh. Um, which also probably that. had Grunkle Stan in it. Because Alex is credited for both voicing Seuss and Grunkle Stan. Without either of them being in the episode. Huh. Yeah. So, it's possible that that's Gosh, why. Gosh, that would have been wild with Zeus in, in here. <laughs> yeah. It was only for one scene, though. It was going to be like, mm-hmm. a, hey, dudes, kind of scene, and then that was yep. it. So they cut huh. it for time. Um. B? Okay. I. It's fun. It's It's got some good stuff in it. But it's very, very linear. Very, mm-hmm. very linear. There's no special turn. I, I guess the storyline from the beginning, and there wasn't anything that went, whoa, that was cool, or like made me feel yeah, really good. There were things I like, like things I really, I really like the ghost. I think the ghost is yeah. suitable to like the Summerween monster guy. Yeah, uh, I forget, I forgot his name. Um, the, I think just Summerween trickster. Summerween yeah, monster yeah. trickster boy. Um, I think they're very similar. Like they're both very good enemies. Better, definitely better than Love God. Yes, um, character-wise. But besides him, uh, the rest of the episode is just kind of there. We see things we've already seen throughout the whole episode. 
there's some cool character progression. There's a nice setup at the end, but most of the middle of the episode is just like gravity falls, meet Scooby Doo, bop it up, bop it, bang, bow, ba do, bow, and then it's over. Ex- except horrific. <laughs> like this, this is um what happens in like the supernatural Scooby Doo crossover sort of thing, where like mm. the ghost is mm. real and terrible things ha- start happening. Mm. Yeah, where like the the uh like animals on the wall start puking out blood <laughs> and chanting you know, and then they you know, start dragging themselves across the floor everyone is turned into wood what in a terrifying scene made yeah, me really yeah. think about a D campaign oh. <laughs> it felt like it felt like a one-off for it. I, I feel like i've yeah, played shoot. this game before i could see that well monster like, of the week is thursday is gonna change played this <laughs> Like, I'm pretty positive I wrote this and put it into a game and played it with somebody and then Alex Hurst found my notes one. This one, pretty good, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's really good, but also from, like, a, I like spooky things side, mm-hmm. very just generic. Yeah. Like, story-wise. So there's things I really like about it, and then they just, I'm just kind of like, all right. Like, there's, and there's, like, the big reveal wasn't a reveal because we already know they're already we already know they're terrible people. So like, there's yeah. no actual reveal in the episode. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't have the normal twist that happens like two thirds of the way through the episode, where it's yeah. like okay, about face or like big thing is revealed. That's kind of a classic Gravity Falls thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, no, but... not at all. It's just like I guess the big reveal was just character development for Pacifica. I yes. like the Pacifica character development. One yes. really cool thing they do with her. I uh, don't know if you guys picked up on it. Um, the way she speaks changes depending From on her full character. Valley girl yes. to she drops it to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when she's not being fake, which I really like. I think that's a really really cool little plug. You know, what I mean, it's like oh, we're actually showing progression. So, like I said, there are things I really like, and there are things I'm just like, eh, like it's good, but it's like I watched it twice, and mm-hmm. the second time I kind of just got bored mm. because I was like, all right, cool, ghost guy again. The best part of this episode, though, is the fact that Freddy Krueger was mentioned in the third <laughs> journal. That's yes, all that as, matters uh, to what, me. Hipster dream stealer? Uh, hipster, hipster dreamer? Something like that. Something like that. And yeah. his glove is silverware? Yes, it's it is. It's not knives. Yep. That was cool. Um, I forget what the... Oyster um, spoon? Oh, Oyster, turns, Oyster spoon. Turns daydreams into... Oh, what was it? It, it was some like tagline under under him. Anyways. Um, Matt, what do you think? Or what are your thoughts? Mm, what are you thinking? Well, there, there's definitely a, a twist. I don't know why you... I okay, so, so here's the thing. Um, if you were unaware, first of all, I'm going to like... Get real, real basic, real basic, like ground, ground level stuff. Um, Trevor and myself, named Matthew, are are two different people. That's what? the first thing we have to start with. Yeah, it this hasn't been a me. single person manifesting in two different personalities. It is in fact two separate human individuals. Um, with that, these two separate human individuals have uh, two different ways of enjoying entertainment. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. the right way and then Matt does it the wrong way because he gets angry when I drop jokes <laughs> no like, that no. look he just see, gave me right now is the same look he gives me when we're watching Gravity Falls together and yeah, I point dear listeners out. didn't you just see the look that I gave Trevor <laughs> no but Joey saw it and now I have evidence <laughs> 
<laughs> my gosh. There are people who sit and take, and however, Trevor, with his more experience in uh, like horror, and he's he's very much into and has watched a lot of those movies. When he gets into something with a horror or a mystery, he immediately tries to guess the ending. Immediately. First scene tries I, to guess it. I hmm. do that with every piece of media. I do that with any movie I see. I I've do not do with that with most so things that I stuff. watch. So that is that is the two different individuals yeah, being individuals. And hmm. oh boy. I see. Okay, so here's the thing. Last episode, me and Trevor just kind of clashed hugely, and I just don't want to do that <laughs> bit again. So I'm not going to say like, "Oh, do I hate how Trevor does it." No, because that that's been overused. It, we'll save it for like three Matt, more episodes. Okay, Matt sounds lost good. last week, and I won. And that's not true. He can't, he can't go zero yeah. and two. We got to save it for the finale when yep. Matt or hmm, one of you hates the entire show because of the finale me. episode, Dundum. and the other one of you praises it and goes on a crusade i'll be the pessimist i'm pretty fun. sure trevor's gonna say oh no i guessed it back with the uh, uh Loch Ness monster <laughs> episode that's what he's gonna say <laughs> i don't even know the ending yeah i don't even know the ending so it it will be a surprise for me too but this episode is really enjoyable it definitely it lacks the jokes that we talked about it doesn't have that kind of mm-hmm. feel to it um it maybe does lack the character reveal except maybe the last two minutes is heavy on character reveals but um it has a good story hey dipper isn't learning how to be a bully in this one that gives it gets points for me um <laughs> no he I, just I, I do releases like... a bloodthirsty ghost into a house to kill people okay, okay do, by accident yeah, by accident and i do like yeah, which, how ugh, that bothers me like honestly bothers me that this ghost has secret I can break out of my ghost prison by looking at a tree power. Uh, no, that's, that's not it. Lumber he justice. the trees and disappears. No, 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 no. He lo- burnt, turns himself on fire, which then makes Dipper, Dipper drop. You must have gotten so bored, which makes I Dipper drop the, the, uh, the, mirror, the mirror, which he then crashes on the ground. He and just said, let me look at the trees. And then the next thing I know, he's out of his mirror. I'm like, what Yeah, well, so he held oh him up gosh. high enough for it to break. I can't even bite into my taco without losing <laughs> my place in this episode because of how generic it is or his like, chicken sandwich because he had a taco one time and a chicken sandwich the second watch there. i did hmm. me and matt i normally go get takeout or something for us and <laughs> come back and we yeah eat fast food and watch Gary Pulse. um i was entertained by this episode yes mm-hmm. but i've come to expect more from Gravity Falls, especially with this season. This season's been great, hmm. and I feel like we get a pretty good start to an episode and a really good end, but the middle is just like, meh. It, nothing really happens. Oh, no, bad guy. Oh, bad guy did a bunch of things. Oh, we undid all the bad guy things. And it's just like, it's their take on the, the Mystery Mansion genre. But it either should have been 100% Gravity Falls version or 100% them doing something else as a parody. And it's somewhere in the middle, and it's just not there. Mm. I, I think I feel weird about jump. Well, nah, we'll do the synopsis later. Um, I feel weird about jumping to the conclusion if they're trying to do a mansion mystery thing. Because I know that that's the title of the episode, and maybe that's just a poor decision. Because there's no mystery here. It's, hey, there's a ghost. 
it's uh, ghost bully, ghost harassers. <laughs> uh, it's a ghost harassers episode where he comes in, he captures the ghost, he lets him loose, and it's, then the ghost has a tragic backstory. It's mansion mystery because it starts as something and then turns out to be something else all along. Because it start it starts as oh this ghost is haunting our house and we don't know why oh wait no we're bad people and it's a ghost trying to get justice so that's where you get the twist yeah so the twist that's very common in like mansion mystery like it was the butler all along well you're terrible people and I was trying to stop you that's the big mansion style twist but that's where you yeah. normally see these things go the, the there's a room full of secret evidence like that's very in that genre the difference being we kind of already. Uh, dislike the Northwests at the beginning, yeah, and have a yeah. more view of them. So I guess if if you are interpreting it through that lens, then it's kind of a letdown because there isn't a, oh no, the poor old man who's lived alone and his wife passed four years ago has needs requirement, but actually he's trying to take over the town, and you you know hear mm. that at the end, a very Scooby Doo kind of episode. So I can see where you're coming <laughs> from if you're trying if you're trying to like. If you see them as it's all attempting about real estate. to, yeah, it's all about real estate. If you <laughs> if you see them as attempting to do one of those mansion mystery uh, style things, see the thing is though, I would actually, I would say we didn't like them because the show made us not like them. Mm-hmm. Because, in fact, they didn't even know that they didn't found the town, because it was by a secret document that Dipper found that nobody knew existed. So we can't say, oh, they were lying all these years. They were just saying what they knew as truth. And if mm-hmm. their truth was they found the town because what their family told them for generations and there was nothing to say otherwise, then they're not really like trying to manipulate and use people. They're just saying what they know. Except where they're then snooty and oh, yeah, of course. terrible it's, people. It's the rich mentality. Oh, hair. I love that. I love oh that guy. God, I want you guys to come snooty back. Laughs. <laughs> yep. That guy was my favorite. I also, how does time work in Gravity Falls? Because um, let's get ready for our dinner party. Everybody dress up and be ready. Oh, no, the ghost appeared. We have 24 hours. Why Why are you setting up and in your dress and everything 24 hours prior? It's a dress rehearsal. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Night, we'll go with that. That's fine. Is a dress <laughs> That's rehearsal. fine. Oh, mm-hmm. look, we found the boy who could get rid of ghosts. Mm-hmm. We'll get him in 23 hours. Yeah, it took Wait, a while to why? find the mystery shack. She's never been to the mystery shack before. Ooh, that's, that's true. And she no, assumedly I, came alone. It's just I think we know that time and space they, is manipulatable for the, the sake is, of the plot. They didn't need to say time. 24 hours. Yeah. Time. Yeah. They didn't need to say. That's the thing. I'm almost wondering if something else was planned. Maybe the 24 Maybe hours Seuss had like an 18 hour dance party. That's the was going to be the Seuss and Grunkle yeah. Stan part in there. Explaining, it's, a mon- it's a montage. Oh, no. Grunkle Stan and Seuss are. Going about their day, like running errands or something in like Seuss's truck or Grunkle Stan's Mm -hmm. car or something like that. And they keep accidentally getting in the way of Pacifica trying to get to the mystery Um, shack. And And so it's all our jokes. All the jokes are in there. That entire thing is like a three minute rolling joke through the entire thing. Like going to the hardware store, um, going back to get a mattress from the laser tag place, but probably Mm -hmm. actually stealing it because it's not a mattress place anymore. (laughs) So they probably do that. And then, um, yeah, yeah, it would be something like that. And, like, physical humor of they end up carrying the mattress across, like, a mirror, but it's a mattress. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, Pacifica accidentally runs into it and bounces off and gets muddy on her dress. Like, there's all the jokes. Three minutes of rolling jokes. That There it is, guys. <laughs> so, the laser tag plays, like, the walls were made on mattresses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they would have taken... And then they spray- Part of the How wall. How much mold do you think are in those oh, so walls? So much. 
So because they painted the walls and then like sweaty little kids are running into them. Yeah. It's probably really bad. That's probably a very disgusting building. You know, I actually, I have a question. I have an idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Like, Gravity Falls is cool, but I've been thinking about this for, like, two days. Um, <laughs> Think about starting a laser new, tag. New Battle Royale. Okay. All right. Uh, and it's going to answer the, the age-old question about fast food chains. We all know this question, right? What, what's the question? When, you, when you're talking Wendy's, McDonald's. Who has the best tacos? Yeah. You're close. And now everyone knows like it's ch- Jack in the Box. Would uh-huh. you... Oh. Would you like to take a shot at what the actual question is, Matt? Uh, the actual question is which one was involved in the building of the pyramids? Nope. Who has oh. the best? Come on. You guys Nuggets. can do this. Surprise. Ah, you're both wrong. Napkins. Who <laughs> has the best napkins? Because I've been eating out a lot, right? And the other day I got some Taco Bell napkins, and they're like they're like brown and almost cardboardy. Yeah, it's almost Chick-fil-A. like cardboard. I got Chick-fil-A napkins today, and they were cushiony. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like put them in your so, mattress for your soul. While I was eating my Chick Fil A, there were some Taco Bell napkins still on the table, and I went to reach for one. I went, "Wait, no, I'm not a peasant anymore." <laughs> and I reached over and grabbed a Chick Fil A napkin instead. So, who do you guys think has the best napkins out of like fast food restaurants? It's not I mean, Taco Bell. They're, they're definitely Taco cardboardy. Bell. Yeah, they're cardboardy, right? Yeah, they. So, are. I mean, they, they have to. They have to cut costs somewhere. They they Maybe. devoted more money to their food. Maybe and now they they're can't re- spend as recycling much money on the rest. Maybe, maybe. Mm. they yeah they use old maybe. tacos to make your napkins. <laughs> I was gonna say exactly. Oh, yeah, maybe dried out shells. <laughs> All the ones that are left over for the day, they just crunch them up, run them through the napkin yep. maker. Yep. Uh, yep. The napkin maker. Why do you think they stopped doing the uh, chicken McChicken chicken crunch <laughs> double th- shell down? thing? Oh, the, chicken the double, chalupa. I loved the naked double, chicken double, chalupa. Where the where the chicken wish... is yes. Because now all the chicken is shelled. See, I know the double down is unholy and shouldn't be consumed by man, but I really wish Chick Fil A would make something like that. Oh, wow! That would require hours upon hours of prayer. Oh yeah, I'm one of those people that's just so righteous. I eat two Chick Fil A sandwiches because I just Uh, I'm closer to the Lord than anyone else. (laughs) Um, so I need extra powerful prayer chickens. Uh, but imagine how powerful I could be if they made double downs, which listeners, if you don't know what double down is because you're a Gen Z or whatever the crap that is, um, <laughs> you, it was a creation by Kentucky Fried Chicken, also known as Satan Chicken Co. because they're not that great, um, where you would take one chicken breast, fry it, and then you'd put some bacon on it and some sweet, delicious sauce and a piece of cheese. Then you take another fried chicken breast and put it on top of that. And it made a chicken sandwich. I just cut out the middleman. And by the middleman, I mean the outer man because the bun was gone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want those to come back. At Chick-fil-A, though. I I did Google Chick-fil-A double down. And what came up as the first question is, is there a secret menu at Chick-fil-A? And the answer according to this website is not everything you read on the internet is true, but one thing is for certain. There's no secret Chick-fil-A menu in bold letters, which I think means that there is. There is, yep. It's definitely Ooh. what that means. I just... If I've I learned just, anything from Gravity Falls, it means there is. I just Googled... <laughs> I just Googled the Double Down, which obviously made me hungry. But then I saw one that's the Double Down Dog, which is a Double Down with a hot dog, and one where someone did a Double Down and put a burger in the middle. So I don't know what to do with these... But I think alternate, I have alternate questions. What's a quadruple Google? down? 
Alternate question from Google chicken here. Chicken patty and then taco, chicken mm-hmm. patty burger, chicken patty hot dog, chicken patty. That's a quadruple down. And then a shake on top to hold it all together. Yes. Mm. Like on top, like you put the full shake on top of the sandwich. Yeah, yeah, and and it's cup because you need the weight to keep it. Don't hold it down. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another question that came up in Google, and then we'll get back to whatever we were talking about before. It's not important. Not really. Um, The question is, what is the number seven at Chick Fil A? The answer, a number four. (laughs) Very good job, Google. (laughs) What? (laughs) A number seven at Chick Fil A is a number four. Uh, I don't know what to do with that information. I don't know. It's what the answer is. It's Popeye's sandwich. We're getting so distracted. Um, did anyone prepare a synopsis? Yes. Because I can go through. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, I did. Then I will do my off-the-dome one. Yeah, we yeah, start good idea. Good idea. Media, uh, full, if, full wipe, memory wipe. It's called media res. Uh, also, if I was going to double down on anything, it'd be Matt having a synopsis. Oh, that's true. Ooh, so just that. do it twice. Now I will hold all my snarky Wait. remarks for one minute and 27 seconds. I'll see each of the synopsis. words twice. Um, Three times, because it's chicken and then okay. chicken and then open, chicken. Open, yep. open, open, at, 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 <laughs> northwest, 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 northwest. Incorrect. It goes media, 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 res, 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 star, 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 wipe, wipe, wipe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Open at the Northwest Manor, we meet the Northwest parents as they order Pacifica to change her dress for the party that is being thrown. However, a poltergeist of some sort starts to throw dinnerware around. Mr. Northwest decides to hire Dipper to solve the problem in time for the party. We go to the Mystery Shack after the intro song. Dipper is chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, watching TV, but is interrupted by Toby Determined on the television um, reporting on the exclusive ne- Northwest Manor party that's going on. Mabel, Candy, and Grendy, Grenda rush over to watch the report because they pine for that party and for all the cute boys that will be there. Pacifica knocks on the doors, doors, door. Asks Dipper hmm. for, I did the three, that was the three thing in there. I okay. had to slip it like in it. somewhere that the, mm-hmm. the listeners will love it. They'll go crazy. They'll love it so much. They'll go out and buy more KFC. <laughs> Thank you, KFC, Gosh. for sponsoring this episode. Pacifica asks <laughs> Dipper for help. Mabel convinces Dipper to help in exchange for tickets to the party for Mabel, Candy, and Grenda. We arrive at the manor. The girls start, uh, for lack of a better term, boy hunting but decide not to go for the unattainable Austrian prince Hans, I believe. Hans. Pacifica and Dipper go to the problem room and come into contact with a ghost much stronger than anticipated and one who is apparently out for Northwest blood. We return to Mr. Northwest inviting distinguished guests into the manor um, with the finest of tastes and the snootiest of laughter and see the three girls, Grenda Candy and Mabel fall for the young Baron when he arrives from Austria. Candy decides to distract Grenda, but plans to get the Baron with help from Mabel, hoping their combined cuteness will woo him to at least one of them. Dipper and Pacifica end up in a hidden room while trying to escape the ghost, and Dipper finds a silver mirror to trap the ghost, and it works! Success! However, Dipper gets told the ghost's side of the story that 150 years ago, after contracting the lumber folk to build the mansion and promising that 
once a year, every year, all the townsfolk would be led in for a grand party, a grand celebration. When the time came, the Northwests, 150 years ago, refused to let the townsfolk in. And this ghost has sworn vengeance upon that this day, 150 years later. The Northwests knew this, and Dipper is incensed that they made him capture the ghost instead of just letting the townsfolk into the party. The ghost then tricks Dipper into letting him back out, and he re-enters the manor. Meanwhile, the girls, minus Grenda, try to flirt with Marius. Marius, not Hans. Marius, the prince from Austria. And are caught by Grenda, and they all argue, and things do not go well for trying to woo Marius, the Austrian prince. However... As a toast is about to be made to the Northwest family name, the ghost appears and starts turning everyone into wood. Dipper enters, sees the chaos, finds Pacifica, the only Northwest left who can break the curse by opening the party gates to the townsfolk. Pacifica does this even as she is commanded by her parents not to and breaks the curse. I lost my place. You solved my ghost puzzle. The curse is broken, lumber justice is served, and the townsfolk make an absurd mess of the manor. Right at the end, many things happen. First, McGucket grabs Dipper, pulls him to the side, says that he's fixed the laptop, and we, the viewers, are able to see a countdown on the laptop for 21 hours from now. Post-credits, Agents Trigger and Powers are in the coat closet, arguing, and they are here for some reason because the machine, whatever the machine is, has told them that something is going down in Gravity Falls, and they are here to investigate. That it's are. also a very scary banner of Bill Cipher in the Northwest. Oh, yes, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's at the end of the McGucket scene, yeah. And, oh, um... That's pretty terrifying. What's his name? Robbie's girlfriend. Uh... uh Tambry. Tambry. Yeah, we, oh, we see Robbie's, Robbie's in this episode, too. You can see him in the crowd with Cambridge. Oh, nice. nice. Giving some continuity to, like, you know, their dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? The first thing I thought of, like, right at the beginning of this? Holy Botox, Mrs. Northwest. Good Lord, her face is terrible. <laughs> oh. It's just, like, as it's much as spooky. you... spooky. No, it's not spooky. It's just Nikki's very artificial. Enough. Very it's almost like she's a cartoon. Official. Well, yes, but beyond that, they draw other people normal. She yes. is like big lips. I don't yeah. know, particularly angular face. It's yeah, very you, very high cheekbones. Yeah, um, yeah. Can we talk about something kind of interesting? Like no, Mister Northwest. Oh, cool. Only mind. boring. <laughs> Only boring. Tadstrangepodcast.com at gmail. Figure out that um, Dipper is the one who kind of solves mysteries and deals with the paranormal because of a copy of the gossiper that lands yes. in front of them. And it's documenting him defeating a giant bat. Yes. Um, which is actually in the journal, uh, in the oh. opening. You can see it. Oh, nice. Um, this means this is some cool continuity that mm-hmm. since the society, of the blind eye doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. The townsfolk are now seeing these things and able to report on them, which also yep. is slightly confusing. Cause wouldn't it be Toby determined who's reporting for the gossiper, oh, who is also a member of the blind eye society. So he must have some ulterior motives. Was he one of the yeah. ones who escaped or one of the ones who was wiped? 
one of the ones who you don't see. Who we yeah, don't see. It doesn't show him at the end. We mentioned that there are several escape. who don't. Yeah. So, alternatively, though, maybe he was just going along for the ride. I mean, this is totally this determined is we were he talking might have, about. He might have been infiltrating them. You know? Could have been that. Maybe he was I taking them down from the inside. I'm going for the ride. <laughs> oh, I but hate it. There he is. It's cool because it shows that. Like, it wasn't just a one-off episode. That yeah. there's actual things happening in the town now. And yep. people are starting to credit Dipper as the local mysteries are happening. That boy knows how to fight them. Yeah. I We get we get a very, or decently, just mature-ish Dipper in this episode, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. A, like, he doesn't... Um, which leads to another point, but... Like, he doesn't have his normal super questioning himself or things like that. And I think part of that, re- well, the reason's twofold. Number one is, who is the actual protagonist of this episode? Sue. Grenda. Okay, yes to, well, <laughs> Grenda's like the anti-hero of this episode. Um, it's It's Pacifica. <laughs> No, it's Seuss. Okay. That's yeah, The person with this episode is not about Dipper learning something. It's it's not about which which a lot of other episodes are. It's either Dipper's learning a lesson or Mabel is learning a lesson. And that's like the entirety of the episodes. But in this one, neither one of them learns a lesson. <laughs> um But it's Pacifica who has a, a complete character arc in a single episode and goes from a extremely cliche minor villain in the series to one of my favorite characters and this sort of like tragic hero sort of thing it yeah it, it's it's interesting but within the episode it doesn't feel like a full pivot from previous stuff like it doesn't feel completely forced um and what i like i think most about it is that her like you said there's some subtle stuff with how she talks um which i think plays a really big subconscious effect on the on the viewer but also her actual change in character comes off screen like her going and hiding and discovering those paintings is off screen Mm -hmm. But you, it's also not out of the blue because when you see her hiding in there, number one, you're thinking, okay, she's in all this room with weird stuff. And then also you see her just, I love minor quirks and just uh, nonverbal communicating where someone is at. So her just sitting in the corner, turning the flashlight on and off says so much more about her character and where she's at right now than like five minutes of conversation back and forth with Dipper about like how her family, like that Mm. alone tells me more than her exposition later about like my entire life is a lie and I'm no better than my family. Like I, that's, I think one of my favorite three second chunks in, in this episode is just Dipper comes in and is like, Hey Pacifica, we got to do this thing. And she's just sitting there just on, off, on, off just trying to deal maybe because like i'll get in if i am dealing with something i'll do something mundane to try to distract myself as i'm trying to process things so it's really really cool 
and not necessary from a storytelling perspective. Something with a purpose has lost its purpose. The flashlight is not doing what it's supposed to do. Pacifica, a person with a purpose as a Northwest, has lost her purpose, has lost uh, her confidence in her family name and being a decent person. It's a bit of a stretch, but follow me there. It's pretty close. It's kind of close. I'm drowning. It's so deep. It's so deep. It's so, so deep. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I mean... It, I mean, yeah, that leads us to, I don't know if we want to jump here right now, but the sure. easily the most powerful uh, two-phrase conversation in this episode, uh, probably in most of Gravity Falls, maybe save for when Dipper goes back and yeah. jumps to Gideon's this is, machine. This is like, that's not, very, it's 90% very close. of the high points that we've hit before been in jumping to the machine and the other one that we had recently that just like gives you chills. Oh it's, yeah, that's right. It's almost oh, to that degree. And we haven't, we haven't been with the character as long. And so I think that that's why it doesn't completely hit as much, but it has the same sort of gravitas as, and just character defining moment mm. as those other ones. When do. Pacifica is reaching towards the lever to open the gate and her father pops up from the trap door and uses the bell on her to try to get her to obey him and not open the door. And he, you know, uses the bell repeatedly and says, is this bell broken? And she replies, <laughs> our family name is broken. And then mm-hmm. flips the thing. That was, she that's real good. Down. Yeah, um, she there's literally non- puts her foot down. Non-verbal communication. She mm, puts yeah. her foot down. This is my line in the sand and I'm not moving past it. Mm. To compare this to Star Wars, <laughs> okay. um, the... Scene with the flashlight is Gravity Falls like Duel of the Fates because you get the complete character of Dipper and the complete character of Pacifica at the same exact time. It's not the full Duel of the Fates. No, it's it's the the laser wall scene. Yes, it's the door scene where you're getting characters without them saying anything, telling you everything about them and what's going through their mind. Yes. Because you're getting Pacificas and then you're getting Dippers because Dippers is of shock and fear and what do I do? And hers yep. is of contemplation and reflection and, like, there's something else I can do. Yep. To give um, a rundown to anyone who's not familiar with Duel of the Fates, it's from the first episode and it's... You should a, be ashamed! Okay. Not, also, you continue, just, Joe. Just look up the fight. All right, listen, you don't need to watch the rest Go of it. watch the, the original trilogy, okay? And when <laughs> yeah, you're done with that, that mm-hmm. go watch the prequels, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's in The Phantom Menace. I know it's only like two hours in. But you got to watch all the prequels because you started it. So you might as well. You're already here. Let's just get them out of the way. Or, or just YouTube Duel of the Fates. But you get to a scene in this fight where uh, the two Jedi have been fighting Darth Maul for a while. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, the master Jedi, and Obi-Wan, uh, his Padawan learner. Um, or maybe technically not a bad one. Anyways, he's a Jedi Knight at that point. Yeah, I don't know what he would be under. Anyways, I'll I'll just call him Master and Apprentice. Yes. Um, And so you get to this scene where uh, they've been fighting for a while, and then laser walls come down and separate each fighter from the other. You can see Um, through the laser walls, but they are still separate. And so all three characters can see each other, um, but they can't fight. So each one of them has a different reaction to this. Um, Obi-Wan, the, the Padawan learner, uh, tries to, I think, attack the, 
to see he whacks the door yeah he tries to like force his way through the the laser wall but it doesn't work showing that he he wants that action um you have darth maul on the other side who is just pacing back and forth um showing that he's basically just this like predator uh who wants to destroy these jedi and then you have uh the master jedi qui-gon jinn who in this moment of uh peace between the fighting sits down and meditates and so just in that nonverbal communication you have full explanation again more so than like all the conversations that they've had before there's a reason why qui-gon jinn was such a beloved character even though like the only time you see him basically is here other than like a small chase scene before Mm -hmm. but he gets so much character in this fight scene where there's like three words spoken one of them just being a shouted no so but it's it's fantastic so there's so much you can do with nonverbal. and you're right a lot of pacifica's development in this is nonverbal, which is cool so great i would like to welcome you to most icely a tatooine podcast (laughs) you mean most icely we're on hoth and it's cold the most Um, icy brought to you by icy yeah um the polar bear then relate (laughs) other instances that have happened through a series of star wars again I would say that, um, like, Dipper running out of the woods and jumping into the machine, or when the world pushes you, you push back. Those are scenes that are very much like when Han yeah. um, saves Luke in A New Hope. Yep. Luke's about to get destroyed by a starfighter. Uh, there's no hope. The battle is ending. No one is coming. We're the last of the line. It's over. And out of nowhere, that starfighter explodes, and you hear the yeehaw <laughs> as Han flies through it. And Han is here because he had a change of heart. I'm going to save the day. You get that same rush mm. of emotion of yeah. the hero has returned because the hero know what's right. And the hopeless situation turns into a situation full of hope. Yeah. Um, and I think you get that. You get that same like swelling here. But I don't think I wouldn't put that moment on the same moment as like jumping into the robot. I yeah, agree. Jumping into the robot and, was And, and it's not just to do with like we haven't seen this character enough because – for Dipper jumping into the robot or Dipper fighting Bill Cipher, those are climaxes in story. Like yes. to the point of it's a total character shift. This is a, a victory and a climax, but on a much smaller range. Yep. You know what I mean? This is I'm trying to think of what I can relate it to. Well, you no, know, but but I get it because with both um the the jumping into the robot scene at the end of the first season and with the um, the when the world pushes you push back scene in Dreamscapers, both of them, you are fighting against a clear villain. Mm-hmm. They're fighting against Bill. When they defeat Bill, they go home. They're fighting against Gideon. When they beat Gideon, they go home. When Pacifica wins here, she still has to go home to the parents who have emotionally manipulated her her entire life. So even though there's a win, there's not a finality to mm. this win. And sure, she's probably going to stand up for herself some more and hopefully have some more freedom, but she's still just a kid. Yeah. So there, it's not the same uh, clear-cut lines. That late um, green do... dress will see the light of day again. <laughs> <laughs> Lake foam green. My apologies. There we are. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a good scene. It's a good, like I said, a good progression with this character. Yeah. 
I would like, if possible, to transition us into talking about the physics of the Gravity Falls universe. Wait okay. as I put on my glasses and prepare this PowerPoint presentation. You will see behind me several I'll sculptures the of the wooden uh, people who have oh. been frozen mid-run, uh, scaring being scared cowering mm -hmm. and they are you know kind of balanced in a run or with their arms up all of which mm -hmm. are either on one sometimes or sometimes two feet i would also like to take us back several scenes uh to the first person who was turned into wood the old reclusive mayor who is on a yes. wheelchair probably the yeah. most stable person in there when he gets turned into wood he just like topples forward and over what is going on? <laughs> like this static object that looks like it almost never moves gets turned into a solid and just floop. Everybody else who's like diving away, when they get turned into wood, they just stop and like balance on one foot. Like it, it's it was I didn't like it because I have engineer brain. <laughs> see see his age weighed him down. Mm. He was too old. <laughs> and the sins that he carried upon his shoulder toppled him over. Mm. We're playing mm. too old mare. Glub, glub, glub. It's too deep. And now he's rhyming for some reason. <laughs> um, I don't know oh. if we have... We mentioned it, but um, I don't know if we have thoughts on the development of the ghost in here. Because um, we, we did mention how that it's a good villain. Certainly better than Love God. Um, that's mm -hmm. an easy one. Uh, to say, but how do you Leave guys think John that... DiMaggio alone? <laughs> yeah, but he's not the one who like wrote the lines and wrote the whole story well, for the. So it's okay also, to say that. I just wanted to put it out there, John DiMaggio in this episode for one line. <laughs> Wait, he which plays one? he plays Manly Dan. He plays Wendy's dad, and he has oh yeah, and he jumps into the cider. <laughs> so he has one line in this episode. And that's fine Beautiful. with me. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, how do, how do you guys think that this ghost developed into a good villain? I think it's all the blood that came out of the animal. Yeah, like, so he, here's the thing. I think overall, Summerween Trickster beats out Northwest Mansion Ghost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because of powerful. atmosphere cool. and because of, well... Two things. One, that uh, the fact that it turns out that, like, he's all candy, which both, like, kidifies the mystery a little bit, mm -hmm. but is also still, like, terrifying. And I think he has uh, almost a more, like, traditionally horror backstory, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, he probably killed those three kids that went to the dumpster or whatever. But probably. Not sure. Yeah. Just, just, like, the fact that he was created from, like... Uh, refuse neglect if that makes sense more, more so where this was like a direct um, thing so this dude is really good though I wasn't as scared of him but the his presentation I think was stronger with the blood with the with the wood with everything flying around with what you can so do on it, Disney XD yeah. yeah when it comes to like ghosts right um, you're either going to have the mindless poltergeist. At example, mm -hmm. the movie Poltergeist is just this angry residual energy that wants to kill everything. Oh, shoot. I thought that was a Banshee um, movie. Yikes. Yep. The demonic entity, which is non-human that wants to just destroy, or the vengeful spirit, which normally has a plot and can be like destroyed, kind of mm -hmm. like um, 
what's her name from the ring? Samarian? Samarian? I don't know how to say her name. Uh, the Silmarillion. Silmarillion? Yeah, the Silmarillion. Gosh, dang it! Uh, <laughs> where it's something is bound them there, so they have to continuously kill or do something bad until the negative is gone. Um, that's what he is, because once you got rid of his negative, he's gone. I like and hate ghosts when they're used as villain mediums. Because mm. I like what they can be. The Conjuring movies, some of my favorite movies. Um, because the ghosts are interesting and unique, and they play to that uniqueness. Um, example two, Sinister, one of my least favorite movies. Because the ghost is generic and lame. I would have liked this episode, I think, more if we saw more of the lumberjack spirit. Because mm. you get oh, oh, hovering floaty plates and silverware, which, okay, why? If he's trying mm. to kill everyone, why is he not manifesting? Why is he doing this? Also, you get Ancient Sin's blood, which is cool. I like that scene a lot. But it also doesn't play into, like, I'm a lumberjack. I think what I would have liked mm. more is instead of, like, let's say the floating, like, trees, the floating, um, like, plates and crashing and stuff, um, was Pacifica's dad... Preston ringing the bell for a um, like servant. He's like, where is he? Where is he? And he opens a door and a wooden servant falls through the door. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, it's starting. And you start to mm. see things starting to turn into wood and they're trying to cover it up the whole time. That mm. would have been better for me because now you're playing into the something bad has Ooh. happened. They know something bad has happened. Instead of trying yep. to fix it, they're covering it up. And this is what his power is because we get this really cool shot of everyone's turn to wood. The forest mm -hmm. has reclaimed the mansion. He's standing on top of like this very great shot. Yeah. But you don't feel that from him the entire time. You just feel I'm a spooky ghosty boy, which that's, I think my main issue with him with submarine, with a trickster, you know what he is from the start. You know that he is this dimensional being. That's like, I'm going to kill you. You know what I yep. mean? And I'm made of candy and candy is around me. And it, it, it makes me you stronger don't, and you, know you don't I mean? know what he can do fully either exactly. it's that it's that like alien effect where you just don't show them and that's why mm. i feel like this ghost is just kind of lame when or it comes to his powers because he has ghost powers which are if not defined correctly lame and i i said this episode reminds me of a DD game this is also something you see in DD a lot when a villain has good defining powers it's like, oh, that intrigues me. Oh, I want to mm -hmm. fight against this. What is this thing? You know what I mean? I remember I played a game. We played um the Lord of the Rings adventure game. Um, And I had this wraith like enemy. And I remember we were playing with Matt and the wraith enemy um, appeared and like poured this green mist into the town and made more wraiths. And Matt just went, oh, oh no. Like he was visibly <laughs> afraid. It was and frightening. That, Yes, but that's that's the mark of a good villain. When the villain reaches beyond the medium and grabs you, you know what I mean? The trickster reaches beyond the medium and goes, I'm mm -hmm. something frightening and different. Even like uh, to reference Freddy Krueger again, you know what I mean? Yeah. You need your one thing you do, and you do it very well. Freddy's one thing is I get into your dreams. It's not safe to sleep anymore. You know, the trickster's one thing is I'm essentially here to like practice halloween and if you're mean i'm going to hunt you down and kill you it's just one thing the ghost at the beginning has multiple things he does mm -hmm. and then has other powers he can use later so it just it doesn't feel as cohesive i wish he was a more cohesive villain i like him i love his voice yeah. i think the voice mm. actor is phenomenal it's um the same guy who voices the sheriff um if ah. you couldn't if you couldn't tell i was like how do i know him and sheriff then I Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's the same. It's or the here. same oh, voice okay, actor. Yeah, yeah. 
It's Sheriff Blubs. Um, but like the whole, his backstory is okay. I think at the best. Oh, they tricked us. Okay. Like, I don't know. Why didn't everybody else who got killed in that flood come back as a ghost and haunt the town? Or was well, it just you? If you, saw or... ev- if you saw everyone else left the gates and he stayed behind yeah. to, yeah. like, say, you lied. Also, and then what happens every other year? He only, they, they, he only said on 150. Party. That was the promise. Yeah. And somehow the promise made him a ghost. It yep. just, I, it needed, yeah, it, it, it wasn't, needed more cohesion. It didn't have It wasn't well-defined. Exactly. And I think that good... Good villains have rules mm-hmm. that they stick to, and then the, the heroes are able to use those rules against the villain, potentially. Um, but without good rules, you don't have good horror. You just have senseless shock and awe. Mm-hmm. See, I, I'd kind of agree with that. Yeah, most I, definitely. And that doesn't... Go ahead. Okay, so I, I had mentioned, again, like I watched Sinister recently. I've never seen it. It's been out for a while. Um, and it's no surprise I like horror, you know? When you watch something that's undefined... That's not put together well and is more like an intro to the category. It just seems very, very weak. And I watched it. I got to the end. I was just laughing. I was like, this isn't, there's nothing scary here. The way they try to scare you is with like these clips and they're just unsettling and they're not even that scary. So it's like, oh, I don't understand what this movie is trying to do. And I know people who rave about this. movie, like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. But then I realized the other movies they rave about are also very weak movies. They don't actually like the genre, like the idea of it. Um, because when it comes to horror, you have three people. You have the guys who have watched Friday the 13th and things like Sinister. And like, oh, it's so spooky. It's so spooky. And you have people who watch Midsummer and like, it's art, man. It's so good. You just need to really get into it. Which, I'm sorry, Midsummer was garbage. Um, and then you have me. And I'm like, yo, dude, Conjuring is pretty sweet. And have you seen, like, Hereditary? That kid's head gets knocked off. It's rad. Um, so that's, like, my take on that. But that reminds me of this. Um, that this is more of an introductory story to like mm-hmm. horror, which is fine. You know, what I mean, it's a kids show, but it's a kids show about mysteries and spookies and spook 'em ups. And by this point, we should be beyond introduction. We should be into here's all the scary into here's destruction. A here's a yes. Here's a well-defined villain. Here are the limitations of his power. You should see his power manifesting from the beginning and not manifesting at the end. At the end, mm-hmm. should be the crescendo. You know what I mean? You should see, like, the wood grain starting, the, the trees trying to retake the house. That yeah. kind of stuff. Awesome. That would have been so cool. But yeah, I, I mean, we have the uh, We have the other episode with ghosts in it, which is the inconveniencing. Which I, every time I say it, I appreciate the naming more and more. Um, where, yeah, their their power is we can pick things up and throw them, and we can possess things. The and, like, that's Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so they're just traditional. That, except... Yeah. So, and that's what they do, and that's what they stick to. So it it almost feels like uh, if that episode didn't exist, we could probably completely excuse like, okay, this is your first time doing ghosts. You're gonna hitch some of the traditional things. But I think you're right that they could have gone a little more specific and a little better defined. That doesn't take it off of an A plus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because See, now I don't if it really... was if it was yeah. the inverse, it would have moved it straight up into an A for me. Like hardcore. Mm, so if you there. take yep. take away his fire powers, take away his telekinesis, and he just turns things to wood, and maybe the no, beginning, can, maybe the beginning telekinesis. scene. That's a ghost okay, yeah, thing, telekinesis know? can still stay, but maybe take away the fire. I feel like that doesn't fit for someone who's like it doesn't the at woods. all. There you go. So take that away. Maybe the beginning scene is the plates floating, but the plates turn into wood. So he like reaches down. Uh, Mr. Northwest reaches down and grabs one of the plates yeah. and like sees that it's go. wood and is like it's starting and then the wooden mm-hmm. plates 
Bada boom. Yep. That's yeah, the start so see, of it. And I really do like the like open the closet door, uh, woodenized servant mm-hmm. falls out. That would be mm-hmm. great, like mid, like, oh, this is really serious. Yep. And then you get to the climax. Even even Dipper and Pacifica find that. And what, one thing that I think doesn't hit is like the did Pacifica actually know about this or not sort of thing. I'm, we're never really yeah, told if that sure. makes sense because she like she well she apologizes for not telling Dipper sooner. She knows because uh, at the end of the uh, ghost's story, when we see him writing down, it transforms yeah. into Mister Northwest. Pacifica is there. But that's He's in the ghost story, it. assuming that Pacifica is also bad. So that's him telling the story. So it's him manifesting those visions. She also so it's, guess, but it's presented seem, as fact. But I, so she I don't, doesn't seem like drastically scared when it's happening. She's just kind of like, oh, it's happening again. Okay. Also, yeah, I guess that's so a fair point. I guess another thing that kind of like bothers me. Uh, well, it doesn't, it doesn't. The ability to manifest as a weaker spirit while you're a lot stronger in lore as far as ghosts go is like top tier ghosty stuff that's when you start getting Mm. into like like i was saying before you have like the demons which we obviously know whatever that's what they just call them they're like dark entities um for instance the conjuring 2 does this this thing appears over and over as a ghost but it's not it's actually like a maleficent energy Mm. um so him and not being one of those kind of just bothers me too because he does that he traps them you know what i mean he pulls in dipper and pacifica because he's it looks like it's weak and it's really strong but then he's not actually really strong <laughs> it's mm. like he's like mid-tier strong they they also um one thing i do like this is completely not related the scene with him in the painting is straight from ghostbusters huh uh, cool. Ghostbusters two, yeah, the main the main ghost right after the uh, toast is I forget given. his yeah. name. Yep, he's in the picture, uh, mm-hmm. and then they all they all like toast and they look back at the picture. I'm sorry, no, that was Dipper. That was when Dipper first sees the picture. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah. it's it's what's it called in um Ghostbusters? I forget what's his name. Is like looking at it and looking at it, and then it appears. But he looks away and he looks back and mm. it's gone and he's behind him. Mm. And that's like the thing that was. So when they did that, I was like, oh, it's a Ghostbusters. So he's also holding a device that could very much be in Ghostbusters. Yeah. So yep. But yeah, I like this episode, you know, but I just I wish it was from my perspective right now. I wish mm-hmm. it was more because I've come to expect more from the series. Mm. It also is I feel like drastically lacking in jokes, and a lot of the jokes we have are reused maple. Candy, Grenda, boy crazy jokes, which just get boring after a while. Especially after the last episode, which was all about romance and the boy girl and love mm-hmm. God. So just doing that, here's more of that. It's just like, uh, like uh, there are some almost headier jokes, if that makes sense. Um, and maybe this is just me being pretentious, like the Northwest. Uh, but um, there, uh, maybe we just jump to favorite jokes, and I want to hear your guys's first, and then I'll. Uh, as usual, break the rules and run through a few of my favorites. Great, great, great. That, that sounds really good. Uh, maybe before we do that, just one fun mm-hmm. thing that I appreciated. Um, at, I don't know, seven or eight minutes early on when Pacifica's still a valley girl and taking Dipper through the um, through the mansion, she shows, they walk past a few pictures and are like, this is, you know, the Northwest legacy. Those pictures are nearly identical to the pictures that she finds yes. in the secret room. 
However, they're slightly changed to show the guy crossing his fingers while making a deal with the, with the natives. Yep. Or, you know, the hunter is actually standing on a pile of dead woodland animal corpses and whatever the other mm-hmm. one is. And also a crazy scientist. Yeah. <laughs> one, one other thing um, I want to point out. Let me see. I have the image somewhere. Uh, I hope this is the right one. I'm dragging it into the call now. When Dipper gets frozen yep. into wood... It is the fulfillment of the uh, apparently, like, curse that uh, the creature from Into the Bunker put on him, where it was like, this is the last form you're going to take. And then he goes, ah! When he gets turned into wood, he's that exact, uh, I guess, position. So it's, yeah, it's just a fun little fulfillment of that. I also pointed that out to Matt, and he got angry. Because well, I didn't want you to talk about it before that we went over this. <sighs> Every time. Um, there's another... We talked about McGucket with his, like, doomsday counter, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so there's a cool little Easter egg there. It says 21 hours on it. Yep. It was 21 days till the next episode would have um, appeared. And then the cipher at the end of the episode reads... Um, he uh, is it. Stan is not. Stan what is not what he seems. Stan, Stan is, is not, not what he seems. seems. It's over and over and over and over. Yeah. So, which is the next episode? So that was yep. cool. It's the next episode called "Stan is not what he seems." It, uh, not what he seems. Really, it's the title. Of the oh, that's episode. beautiful. It, yeah, yeah. It's the tale of two stands, isn't that's it? That's right. That's right. Nope, it's not what he seems. Tale of two stands comes next. Okay. Not what he seems is the next episode. I just know when we were on Disney Plus today, I thought it said it the other way. Ah, uh, it lied. Um, don't watch it in that order because <laughs> it's the wrong order. Um, but I am super hyped for the next episode. I honestly forgot that it was that we were this close already um, to uh, all this. There's kind of a big jump intentions, lessening off, and then the finale. Um, so, but no, I'm I'm super pumped. Um, but yeah, after talking and discussing, I think this definitely could have been a better episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I was more concerned about the ghosts, I think they could have done that better. If I was more concerned about some of the consistencies, I think they could have done that better. Um, but what I liked in this episode was the redemption of a character from someone who's just absolutely unlikable to someone who is one of the most pitiable. You take someone who is just so powerful and, and just completely completely flawed but sees themselves as completely flawless and you expose like completely different flaws in them and just their eyes are completely open you have a complete redemption arc like i said before um and i think that's the purpose of this episode so for me having the less than stellar mystery having the less than stellar um b plot or things like that isn't enough to take it away from an a plus for me but I think it takes off a couple of the pluses that were in there before. <laughs> so I think it's just an A plus. It could have been a plus plus plus. Um, I want to challenge something you said earlier. Please do. You said that Pacifica was the protagonist and nobody else learned anything. It was her episode. Mm. Um, Dipper and Mabel have the same ending. They learn the same exact thing. Not to judge somebody based on their position in life. Mm. Because Dipper is judging Pacifica the entire time based off of her wealth and her power and status. Fair. Mabel is judging Grenda based off of how socially awkward and not normal 
with big yes, quotation she's marks. Just she into is. physical humor. Gosh, that's a. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, they both really come to the point. same conclusion. So they both they do learn something. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say that earlier, but I was like, I want to save this for later. No, no drop that's, it that's, as Joey. Like an that's a really good point. I'd, yeah. I'd still argue that their I would character say that, development is not as developed. <laughs> it, oh yeah, and it's definitely both side. You exactly. Know I mean? it, it's I not the actually, main emphasis. I would say that the storyline goes as such. Pacifica is the A plot. Dipper is A point two because it's happening alongside it. Yeah. Yep. And then Mabel is the B plot. Yeah. So, I mean, Dip- Dipper is our point of view character for Pacifica's A plot. Yeah. Because everything is seen through him, he's, which is why her main switch audience, comes off screen. Uh, surrogate. Surrogate. He also yeah. has some. He has a really good line. I don't know if it's my favorite joke. I think my favorite joke. Are we going into favorite jokes? Can we just yeah, go start? ahead. Okay. I think my favorite joke is Lumber Justice. I've been saying it for two days now. <laughs> yeah. But he, the ghost just goes, Lumber Justice! Like, that's my favorite. I feel Lumber Justice. It's just so good. And I, I've been saying it constantly it to is. people who don't watch this show. Um, <laughs> and uh, besides that, though, I think when he is exercising the ghost... He's throwing the exorcism, and he's like, he's saying whatever he's saying, and, and then he goes, "Yes, I ain't that. I ain't afraid of no ghosts to say. Ain't afraid of no ghosts. It's beautiful. Another Ghostbusters yeah, it's reference. So good. It's so yep. good. So there are like there are two Ghostbusters references that I caught: a Freddy Krueger reference and also a Scooby Doo reference because McGucket himself says Scooby Doo. <laughs> Two okay. Dipper. It could, it could just be a Kanye West Scoopity reference. That song was out yet. <laughs> yeah, they were predicting the future. Oh, uh, Matt, what's <laughs> Watching The Simpsons? Wild. Oh, no. Uh, my favorite joke was and if Pacifica were here, I'd tell that to her face. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Dipper, I need, I need your, your help. help. You're the worst. <laughs> Slam. <laughs> loved it. Oh yes. Loved it. Loved it the first time. Like I said, loved it the a little bit. Time little bit headier humor if that makes sense and then same format um i think my favorite joke is um dipper and pacific are having like this conversation um and he's like i'm I'm sorry for what i said before but you know you can still do the right thing it's not too late it's too late that's <laughs> <laughs> really good you are all wood <laughs> it's um beautiful i think my favorite subtle joke is calling the History Channel that used to be the History Channel. <laughs> yeah. Um, because they're showing ghost harassers. One of the cryptograms in the episode reads, Next up on UTBAHC, oh, no. did aliens write the Constitution? Crawdads and Tierras <laughs> and Florida, the show. <laughs> um, another cryptogram, the word cursed, is constantly seen on the second floor windows of the Northwest Manor from looking on the huh. outside. It says curse, 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 curse across the window. Dang. It's, yep. That's pretty cool. Oh, to be fair to History Channel, they've gotten better and they've actually started putting out some pretty good documentaries. There's one on Washington, like uh, long form. There's one on Washington. There's one on Grant. There's some more coming out. The, the what about the, the seventh and a half president? Uh, he's No, he's been revoked from the what? From last History Channel documentary I watched. In good faith, mm-hmm. was on Moses, and it was Moses, a war leader. This has nothing to do with the Bible. And I was just like, oh, "Well, that's the end of this like channel for me." <laughs> I don't. They were just like, you know, this is what we know historically happened. 
you know what could have happened <laughs> and the whole time we're like these people would be like oh this is honorary doctor so-and-so he doesn't have a degree but this is what he thinks oh i think moses uh miniaturized some sea turtles and he brought them up onto the land and armed them and then they took the land to canaan and i was just like what am i watching right now <laughs> and that was probably in like 2010 2009 yeah. mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the moment i picked up the controller and went no and shut it off <laughs> they seem to be hopefully making a turnaround oh, um but we'll see moving forward but where will um, i get my alien and ghost-based uh, content from sci-fi very good question incorrect mm. um Ghost Hunters, the TV show, is back. Discovery? Uh, is that Discovery? It's, it's on Hulu, and you can watch it now. I've been watching it. It's pretty good. Nice. Um, I do like Mayor Befufflefumpter. Oh, boy. Um, when he shows up with <laughs> his Reclusive <carrying>. Mayor. <laughs> Wait, what? He's, he's in, he, what, is, what do they call it? Reclusive? The rec- 102-year-old yes. reclusive mayor. Yeah, yep. because nobody's ever seen it. Mayor Befuffle. Yeah, which is a great way to introduce a character you've never that's never been in the show before. Oh, he's <laughs> just oh, like 30 wait, episodes. Why, why was that not my favorite joke? Oh, my God. Grim Reapers, yes. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> yes. I was wondering yep. when you would show up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, was 182 was years old. And then just birds around him. Ah, the vultures. Oh, don't worry. They're with me. They're with me. Oof. Good times. And the um, oh, I didn't even uh, realize that it's a what? It's a consistent character because they're carrion birds. Like he's going to die soon, and yes. that's why I didn't connect yeah. that before. Oh, and that's oh, why yeah, they were random birds. Yeah, it just makes no sense. Random birds, whatever. Oh, okay. So funny. we've established two things this episode. Uh, Neither one. one of you pay attention. No, one. the one thing is Matt doesn't pay attention. The other thing is Trevor doesn't pay attention. <laughs> Trevor attempts. <laughs> Trevor attempts to guess an entire storyline in one sitting, yep. so much yeah. so that he normally does it. Two, Matt doesn't tie together anything. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Because they're even like, look, it's the almost dead mare, and then vultures circle him, and Matt's like, why are there birds in this scene? That's What's so funny. What's going on here? <laughs> Writes it in his notes, birds? <laughs> are they real? Are they robots? No, no, I wrote birds call caw. Obviously. Uh, uh, you're right. Well, I'm going to disconnect from the call now. From the because call? Because I'm offended. Yep, I'm gone. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Trevor podcast. I've well, created Trevor's my own not podcast on here anymore because the, he I've muted the other idiots here. Yeah, so, so now, now we're doing our own podcast. Hear welcome me. To, the, to, the Matt, oh, to the Matt and Joe show where we throw screwdrivers at throw our screwdriver. I have one downstairs. Uh, what color is yeah, yours? Just drop it on your keyboard. Do you have like Mine a clear is, handle? Uh, is Mine is rugged? an extremely rusty Amsco extremely... USA orange and black Phillips head screwdriver. See, I prefer the ones with like the clear handles, personally. It, it just has that like a classic, well, not not a classic feel. It's like a 90s feel. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah, I feel Why that. This is more of the like, I found this in my random drawer I, feel. Yeah. I don't think I... Sorry, who are you and why oh, are you in our sorry. podcast? Hi, I just <laughs> appeared. I'm your musical guest for oh, the evening. Great. Bono. And oh. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> okay, we're going to close that the curtain on that podcast, close yeah. the curtain on Trevor's podcast, okay. and we're back in Tad Strange. Oh, wow. Bono wants to get paid, guys, and he won't leave punch, Get him back room. in there. Punch, 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 punch. Bono, get Slam back in my iPhone. Slam the curtain, close the door, chair in front of the door. Yep. Chains on the chair. <laughs> Clink, clink, clink. That's me boarding up the door with your screwdrivers. Mm. 
Um, a third kind of uh, combination to Pacifica Northwest is, the, or I get the same vibe from these three jokes. The Pacifica Northwest is the worst, and that's not just jealousy talking. Uh-huh. I'd say that to her face. I need your help. You're the worst. Slam. See? Uh, and then it's not too late. It's too late. I get the same vibe. And then the third one uh, I get is, oh, we can't thank you enough. Shake hands, shakes hand. Ah, that's enough. Yes. <laughs> I get the same sort of, um, they're all, I guess, Northwest related, if that makes sense. Um, monkey but Butler anyways, is pretty good, I like, too. Oh, oh, my gosh. There's a Monkey no, Butler. Don't, don't, don't give them to him. <laughs> Those aren't for him. <laughs> so, okay, that points out that they have multiple monkey butlers because he gave yes. one to the mayor and then there was yeah. the one that was still in the house offering the sandwiches mm. to Dipper. There are multiple they're, monkey butlers in the Northwest household. They're also giving out live quail in their gift yes. bags for whatever That's true. reason. That's very true. So what did we learn today, kids? Um, we learned... You're not responsible for the sins of your ancestors unless there's a ghost trying to kill your family. In which case, do whatever he wants and you'll be free. For and Tad, he'll be free. For Tad Strange, I've been Trevor Primus. I've been Matt. I've been Scooby-Doo Hornswoggle my goat knees, Joe. I'm Bono! Let me out! Shut uh, up. Hello? Bono. <laughs> it's me. I'm another music producer. I think it's about time that we meet. Oh, hey, let me show you this curtain, Mr. Music Producer. <laughs> oh, that's a very nice curtain. That's not Bono. Oh! Push, close. Gun, 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 gun. Here, Trevor, use this screwdriver Joe had to nail down those boards. <laughs> well, I didn't have a hammer, Matt. When all you've got is a screwdriver, all you want is a hammer. Hammer, I barely know her. But I think. <laughs> Ham? I was, it's a joke about jokes. <laughs> yeah, it was a joke about a pig I just met. I don't want to eat there. I want to get to know this pig. Oh, boy. Her name is Bondo. <laughs> I think that's our best ending. <laughs> <laughs> Did we stop the recording? I'm still recording. <laughs> oh, me well, neither. For once. Wait. <laughs> okay, so how do you guys feel about favorite jokes? Uh, Wait, what? We did this already. <laughs>